am Rachel and welcome to the Recovery Daily Podcast. Today I'm talking about forgiving yourself. Whew. So how do I or did I forgive myself for the time that I lost raising my kids when I was drinking. It makes me swallow. It's a difficult one. Um, How did I forgive myself for all the shitty decisions I made when I was drinking? And we're not talking about just, you know a year of my life. We're talking about the first 42 years of my life and not being present. And so I'm talking about forgiving yourself for straying away from your core values. We talked about core values uh, a few episodes ago. Forgiving yourself for being angry at somebody. Because anger doesn't feel good, but it's human. Forgiving yourself for, if you are in uh, sobriety, forgiving yourself for a relapse. Forgiving yourself for eating a bag of chips or a whole box of cookies. Forgiving yourself for not going to the gym if you've tried to commit to an exercise routine. Forgiving yourself from straying away from doing the work in recovery. And to keep showing up for life with your head up. I drank to deal with my problems. I drank because I was an alcoholic. I am an alcoholic. And I thought the solution to my problems was to drown them, to push them down into my dark place, to cover them with alcohol. There was a day I was driving home from work And I thought a solution could be to drive my car into a tree on Route 9 because it would, well, number one, if I didn't kill myself, I would have a lot more problems to deal with than the ones I already have. So the ones I already had would be uh, covered up by much bigger problems. Um, It was also a way to punish myself. I punished myself by not eating back then. I punished myself by smoking. I mean, you name it. I was constantly finding a way to make things worse. So instead of trying to turn things around... And forgive myself for the direction that I had gone. I just, I didn't think I could. I didn't think 
I had the choice. I thought, just like I was talking about yesterday, I was a victim of my environment and there was nothing I could do about it. So how did I turn all of that around to have a mindset of self-love? I had a self-love episode that, uh, that we talked about also self-respect. And by me reaching out, by me doing the work, I started to learn how much other people care about me. By doing this podcast, by reaching out and sharing my struggles and, and trying to identify with others, people that I never imagined had the same feelings as me have reached out to me and said, I know exactly what that feels like. And so by, by having that happen, not only being, being able to identify with another human being, it's also continuing to convince me to take better care of myself, to continue on this journey. It's really been, it's been so healing um, mentally healing, emotionally healing to, uh, invite other people on my journey. In the program, um, for my sobriety, we say, we will love you until you love yourself. That's what we say to newcomers. And I probably met that the first time with, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love myself. It's fine. I totally love myself. <laughs> um, but it, you know, just like I, I just made a joke of it. It, it was a joke. My whole life was a joke. I wasn't serious. I didn't know how to live. I didn't know how to love myself. I actually bought a workbook uh, a couple years into sobriety called, um, it's the self-love workbook. I know there's a lot of them on Amazon, um, but I found one and I loved it so much that I bought it for Christmas for my whole staff because, um, it's just so, it's so important. And I think it's not, you know, transition the the questions and the exercises it leads you through are not things you don't you're not already aware of but it's so nice to sit down and think about these things and so so to forgive myself um i thought about how do i how do i forgive other people and then how do I turn that forgiveness inward? So would I, would I go up to somebody like my son and would I say, you should be completely ashamed of what you've done? No, 
I wouldn't say that. I would say, you know what? You're human. So learn what you can from the situation. Would I go up to one of my best friends and say, you're a terrible person for making that mistake? No. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I would, that person would not want to be my friend. You know, that would just, that would completely destroy my relationship with that person for me to say that to another person. So why would I, why would I say that to myself? Why would I tell myself I'm a terrible person? You know, you're a terrible mother for having been an active alcoholic and missed important moments in your child's life. You're a terrible person for that. I'm not a terrible person and I'm not a terrible mother. I'm a mother that has a disease and I didn't know how to live with my disease. Would I go up to somebody and say, it would be a great idea for you to beat yourself with a baseball bat for seven days because you're not perfect. No, I wouldn't do that. That That's just terrible. It's just terrible. So I'm going to talk a little bit about a, the process that I follow to forgive somebody. And I realize that there are things that people have done to us that could be uh, in our minds unforgivable. And I'm not really addressing those types of things. I, I think there's a certain point where you turn off a podcast and you go seek professional help. <laughs> so what I'm talking about are relationships that you have with people. Somebody says something to you that hurt you. Um, so you can think about whatever your own experience is. Think about somebody who made you mad. And do you forgive them for what they said or what they did? So by forgiving ourselves, we can actually naturally lessen our judgment of others. So maybe something that you're thinking about where somebody did piss you off, um, maybe the more that you practice forgiving yourself for things, the lighter you're going to be on your feet. You know, the lighter emotionally you're going to be on your feet. When we're comfortable in our own skin, we can find more peace interacting with others. I certainly have. I'm more easily able to accept the defects of others once I start accepting my own and gaining a little bit of humility. Humility to me just means I'm human and I'm just like everybody else. So how do we forgive others? It's not about restoring 
a relationship. It's not that forgiving somebody is not the same as restoring your relationship. All you're doing is restoring your own well-being. It's a it's an it's an exercise in taking care of yourself. It goes back to the self-love and self-respect thing. Um depending on how damaged you know, your relationship is with that person, it could just be that you need to go through this in order to, to let it go, you know, to get the God box out and just let it go. So these are the steps that I follow to forgive others So the first thing I think is important to do is acknowledge that you're angry. And I have a really hard time with that because anger does not feel good to me. Um, It's icky. And so quite often, and I'm known for this, uh, blowing things off. I will just, uh, you know... Somebody will say something to me and I'm like, well, that wasn't very nice. (laughs) And then I just kind of dismiss it because I don't want to feel anger. I don't want to let that in. And I don't know if that's healthy or not um, because there is a sort of like self-respect there. Um it's, it's a part of, it goes back to the core values. Like, did, is that person, um, putting my core values in jeopardy? Like my, one of my core values is communication. So the way that that person is or is not talking to me, um, that's putting my core values in jeopardy. So, I may have to actually go through this process of forgiveness. I can have somebody piss me off, and I've, I, I described that in a previous episode. I can have somebody piss me off just as bad by just looking at me the wrong way. I've already talked about that. And so um, I, ne- <clears throat> excuse me. I need to acknowledge that anger. Don't dismiss it or minimize it, but say, you know, this guy really made me mad. Oh, I said it was a guy. I hadn't said that yet. (laughs) This guy really made me mad. I don't like the way that he looked at me. So um, I need to acknowledge that anger. One time a therapist told me, and this is such good advice. I recommend it to anyone, especially people who feel that they have anger issues. She told me, when you get really angry, get in your car. I know that sounds bad, but wait for it. Get in your car, roll up the windows and scream as loud as you can. Because people cannot hear you inside. It's the one place in the world that you can be and people can't hear you. Now, if you're sitting in the middle of a, a busy town and people are walking by your car, they're probably going to hear you. So I would be careful. And I wouldn't recommend having any, um, any pets or children in the car when you're screaming. 
But um, when at the time that she had told me this, I was living in Charlestown, West Virginia. So there were a lot of back roads and stuff. So I tried it. I went out on well, I mean, I was coming home and I, um, so I was coming home on this back road and I was like, okay, here I go. I'm going to (laughs) scream. And the first time I tried to scream, it was like, (laughs) there was no, there was like, no, um, uh, it didn't feel good. I didn't have a lot of energy. So I had to try it probably five times before I was full on screaming. And what I was envisioning was one of those scary movies where the people have to like, what does the actress do to have to go in and try out for that part? Um, so I was trying to do that. That's what I guess maybe made me kind of uh, loosen up a little bit, but try it. It's it's uncomfortable, but if you try it, I'd like to know like how many times you had to scream before it was fully, you were releasing and you were just screaming. Um, but there is a lot of healing in, in that. Um, I've said a couple times that all of this stuff is just energy. At least that's what it is for me. I tell my kids that it's just energy and it needs to go somewhere. I mostly tell my daughter that because she's got a lot of energy. And um, so I can tell when she needs to go exercise because she's got just a lot of pent up energy. Um for me, uh, same thing. Like, that's why I've been struggling so much to find some sort of way to exercise. Because if I keep storing up that energy, it just turns into negative energy. So, uh, so anyway, acknowledge the anger, don't dismiss it, don't minimize it. The next thing, and this is also very challenging, is to develop empathy for the person that, uh, that you're angry at. And so what I think of when I think of developing empathy for somebody is uh, first and foremost, understand then to be understood. Usually... When I run that line through my head, it will, my anger will dissipate right away. But um, like I said, I have a hard time holding on to anger because it's so, I just don't like wearing it. So um, it may be a little easier for me to understand than to be understood because I don't want to wear that anger. So I'm still trying to look at that and see, is it so easy for me to understand than to be understood because I'm shifting from step one and I'm minimizing my anger when I get over to step two, developing empathy? Or have I actually really... um 
developed empathy for the person. And as I said earlier, there are things, obviously, that feel like they're unforgivable. And in those cases, again, I encourage you to seek professional help. I had to seek professional help. I've gotten very familiar with professional help over the years. But when I can't understand where that person was coming from and why they said or did what they did, what I resort to is acknowledging that that person is sick. Everybody is sick in some way. Everybody has their own uh, demons and their own self-talk and their own reality, their own history, um, their own illnesses. Just like I'm a recovering alcoholic, you know, it's very possible that the person that I'm angry at is also an alcoholic. What do I know? Or they could be, you know, they, they could have lost their parent just that morning or something like that. You know, you never know what's happening in the other person's life. And that's where that empathy, you might have to dig deep, but just remembering that that person is human um, and considering all of the different things that could be happening in their life is helpful to develop empathy. So then step three would be to figure out what I learned from the situation. Even if I feel like it was all their fault and I didn't do anything wrong, which is super, super doubtful. There is in almost all situations something that I contributed to the situation. And I need to make sure that I acknowledge my role and also acknowledge what I learned from the situation. There's always something to learn. Absolutely. In every situation, there's always something to learn. And then once you've figured out that opportunity for growth, I've talked about growth in a previous episode, then that's when I get the God box out, I write the person's name on a piece of paper, and I stick it in the box. And sometimes I may have to stick it in the box seven days a week, sometimes three times a day, seven days a week, uh, to let that person, uh, let that anger go. So just to recap, step one, acknowledge your anger. Step two, develop empathy. And step three, figure out what you learned. So these are my suggestions for how to forgive others. So if we turn that around and look at ourselves, then, you know, let's take an example. 
we'll look at the one that's difficult for me to look at, which is how do I forgive myself for the time that I lost with my kids? Because they're gone now. Well, they're gone now. They're always here. My daughter was just here yesterday, but they aren't living in the house anymore. They're not little kids anymore. So how do I forgive myself? Well, step one, I need to acknowledge that I'm angry about that. Acknowledge that I'm sad about that. Acknowledge whatever feelings come out of that. Um, if it makes me cry, then cry. If, if it makes me, you know, want to, uh, journal or want to go run around the block or go to a sobri a sobriety meeting or something like that. Um, do whatever that is, whatever that emotion is, really reach for it and let yourself feel it. Acknowledge that it's there. Stop ignoring the fact that my kids are all grown up and I don't get to do that again. I don't get to try to raise them again as a sober mom. That opportunity will never be here. It's gone. So acknowledge what those feelings are that come up from that. And then step two, develop empathy. So I'm not developing empathy for somebody else. I'm developing empathy for myself. You know, I have to not tell myself that I'm a bad mom because I did that. I'm a mom who has the disease of alcoholism. And the disease of alcoholism takes a lot of people's people's takes a lot of people's lives. You know, I'm lucky to even be here. I'm lucky that I get to still have the opportunity to be with my kids and be a mom today. And I did the best that I could. I think a lot of times we we think back to our parents and, and we think, oh, they didn't do this or they didn't do that. Um, I learned very early on that the best solution ever when you're thinking of your parents is that they did the best they could with what they had because we're all, you know, living in our own our own reality. I keep coming back to that. My dad and I talked about that earlier this week and I, that keeps sticking in my head. But, um, and so the same goes for me. I did the best that, that I could with what I had. And I think I did pretty good. I think I did a pretty good job. I'm not a bad mom and I wasn't a bad mom. And I was sick. So acknowledging that I was sick. And then figure out what I learned. Oh my gosh, what did I learn? I'm every day I have a new episode about what I've learned. So um, there has been so much growth. I think that I wouldn't be 
as good of a mom today as I am had I not gone through all the difficult times of being a an active alcoholic mom. So, um, so that's how I've been able to forgive myself. And every day, I do everything I can to try to show my kids the mom that I can be and the mom that I am now. And so um, this is kind of the process that I've encourage you to try to to try to go through this activity. Um, if you've got anything that that you're um, you're hung up on with yourself and and really, the goal is to just be more gentle with ourselves and and treat ourselves the way that we would treat our loved ones. So that's what I have for you today. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.